بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم السلام علیکم و رحمۃ اللہ وبرکاتہ پیس اینڈ بلیسنگس آف اللہ بی اپن یو او ویلکم ٹو انادر ایڈیشن آف دی ڈرائیو ٹائم شو ہے آن دا وائس آف اسلام ریڈیو ٹوڈے از از ٹیوزڈے دی تھرٹی فرسٹ آف جنوری ٹوینٹی ٹوینٹی تھری ود مائی صاف احمد احمد از ول ہے الانگ ود می ان دا اسٹوڈیو السلام علیکم ہاؤ یو ڈوئنگ صاف نیو السلام علیکم و رحمۃ اللہ وبرکاتہ زاکلا فار آسکنگ آئی ڈوئنگ ویری گڈ ٹوڈے زاکلا یو نو آئی سیڈ I don't know about you, but for me, January went very quick. Hey, that's the thing I was thinking it? in my mind right now. When you said 31st, <laughs> yeah. January just yeah, flew by that, uh, and it was, February is starting tomorrow. It, it seemed as if it was yesterday where we were in 2021 and then 2022 happened and now we're already in you know, the, you know, the last day of, the 20, of, of January 2023. And time is flying by. Time, fly, time flies. Yes. Time flies. It's, it's interesting because you know when you were young um, or young, I don't know, I can, speak, I can speak for myself. When I was young uh, in, in school, primary school, secondary school, I don't know, days and weeks and months never used to go by. It used, it used to, to drag, t- isn't it? It used to drag. <laughs> it used to go so long. It's yeah. so long. Then a month would pass and then you get half term and then the next semester and then, you know, and then the year will finish. And then, and then you go into the next year. And then the whole school period was just so long. And you know, for the children who were in COVID, <laughs> for them, yeah. they, they were at home just doing the stuff they were online home, yeah. and everything. And exactly. then came back after like a year or so. Yeah. They were, they were chilling at home. <laughs> That's the in way. A way in yeah. a way you can say that in a way you can say that as well. The comfort of their, of their own homes as well. I mean, that is something that, we, that we're going to be talking about um, in, uh, in today's Drive Time show as well. The question that we're asking is, is, blend, is blended learning the way forward? You know, a mixture of uh, in-person, um, you know, contact, contact uh, learning uh, and also, you know, online, online learning as well, especially when it comes to universities. Um, so this is a, a big question, a yes. big question, which a lot of people are, are asking. A lot of people are interested in this as well. A lot of people have their, have their own opinions. Um, in fact, on our, on our Instagram, at Voice of Islam UK, we're asking this very, very question. University courses should run, and we've given three options, in person only, online only, or a mix of the two. So that's uh, the three options. And what, what would you think? What do you think about that as well? 0208-687-7878 is the number for you to call if you want to voice your opinion or tell us what you think about this one as well. Towards the latter part of the, part of the show, we're going to be talking about manifestation. And, uh, you know, you know, can you, talking about your goals, how can you sort of uh, manifest as well? all the different things that you have achieved, all the different things that we say that, you know, they, they, the universe has done this or this has done this, that has done this, this is the manifest, manifestation of this or that. Um, we're going to be talking a little bit more about that uh, later on. Uh, so we'll save that for, for that part as well. Um, according to the data collected by the BBC, almost a third of university courses, courses are still combining face-to-face teaching with online learning in you know in in this academic year so 2022 to wow. 2023 as well so that's that's quite a lot almost a third of universities but one one thing which is quite interesting as well um i'm not sure how they justify the universities you know when covid happened yes and everyone you know the schools were shut down universities were shut down as well but the courses were still going on indeed but you know they the people the the, the students they still have to pay for the university fees yes for what though they're not doing practical any you know any you know coming there and doing any physical 
learning, contact learning, coming into the classrooms. Um, you know, how, I don't know how how that is justified. Maybe someone can tell us. Maybe a, a professor or someone who who works in a university, uh, a teacher maybe can also tell us. Uh, so that you know, that's that's you know that that really baffles me as well. So with with a blended learning approach, are the students really able to use all the learning facilities present for them, considering the amount of fees that they're paying? Uh, to universities each each year and that increases as well um, so that's something that we are going to be talking about as well I mean we know and we've heard this so many times that knowledge is power yes. you know knowledge is power a man can rule forces of, 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 of nature through knowledge as a matter of fact the whole universe has been created to for the, for the, for the purpose of, uh, of serving of serving mankind now, Allah the Almighty has mentioned in the Holy Quran in chapter 45, verses 13 and 14, Allah is He who has subjected the sea to you that ships may sail thereon by His command and that you may seek of His bounty and that you may be grateful. And He has uh, subjected to you whatsoever is in the heavens and whatsoever is in the earth. All this is from Him in that surely are signs for a people who reflect. So this is uh, a sort of uh, a brief uh, introduction. What we, you know, what we're actually going to be talking about. Um, just to give, just to give a little bit more information in regards to blended learning. So what, what exactly is blended learning, though? So you know, as we are emerging from the pandemic slowly and steadily, mm, yeah. and all the precautions which were taking place by the university at that time, that everything was taken online. We had different platforms. For example, someone was using Google Meet, or someone was using um, Teams mm. to do the online classes. Even my sister, she was also um, taking part in online classes. Even myself, I was part of blended learning mm, in, in university the, in the, when I was yeah. going, and that's it. It, it was. It, it was a unique phase that it has its pros and cons, obviously. Mm, of, it was of a course, stressful time. I, I, just, I, just, I did say in the start it was chilling for who were at home, but in actual, the, it, it was really stre- stressful, mm, right? Yeah, there are two sides yeah. of each coin. Two sides of so the, yeah. one side, if, if you look now, oh, at that time, okay, you were at home for a whole year, but that time, in if you were present at that section there, it was really difficult, even for myself, because we had no idea what COVID is, what mm. it does. And yeah, how to this, cope yeah. with it. So it was a stressful period for the youngsters, especially at that time and universities, um, because you weren't able to go there and perform mm. your um, duties. Or if you have some uh, field work mm. to do or any um, what's called practicals to mm, do. Practicals, yeah, exactly. They, you were unable to do them because you had to stay at home and do it via online and listen to the teachers. But the good thing about online is that you can... Re- uh, revisit those lessons mm, you can record them and then you can yeah, you can record them watch and then them again watch them again so if you, if you forgot something or forgot to take a note mm. you can you can rewind back and take the notes down but in if you're physically there you know if you if you just look towards the sky for, uh, for a moment and the professor says something and you don't it goes and you on miss top of it, your head and, you and it just flies yeah. by exactly yeah so <laughs> it happened like you mentioned like you mentioned there are definitely there are uh, pros and cons yes for, uh, pros and cons for the um for for you know blended learning as well. I mean, of course, if you if you are studying online, um, it's easy it's easy to actually you know just record the meeting, yes. go and do whatever you want to do, watch it afterwards or something like that. But let's just say, for instance, you know you, you you're in the classroom, you're online, and you you know you don't understand something, 
and you know you want to ask a question but you're not able to you don't find the right time or you know you just simply you just can't ask the question that you want to ask yes it's 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 a difficult it's a difficult thing because obviously lessons are also timed isn't it one one lesson finishes the other one Starts. you might have another lecture afterwards as well so you don't want to cut in that time um and then so you know so it goes over time and then you miss the other lecture so i mean there's obviously different things which are which are taken into consideration as well yes um so it so it is it is a mixed approach and that's why we are asking all of our listeners uh, i mean obviously especially those listeners who actually went through this period how was it how was it for them um was it easy was it hard did they enjoy it did they dislike it um zero two zero eight six eight seven seven eight seven eight is the number for you to call. Now obviously you know you mentioned this because you obviously you went through this, isn't yes. it, Saad? And it's it's that uncertainty which was definitely there, isn't it? Correct. That you don't know what's gonna happen. You don't know what's what has happened, what is COVID, correct, how long is it gonna last for? You know, what is this online learning business all about? I didn't even know about Zoom yes. before. And obviously because of this online stuff, I mean, it is a blessing. In, in, you know, I think it is a blessing as well. But obviously, um, you, you know, going through that period is different from a person who's just looking at it and, uh, you know, observing it from a th- as a third person. Third person. You know, yeah. it's really correctly said. And, you know, being at that time, mm. present at that moment, we had so much to learn from and it was thankful to technology yeah. that we were able to connect with that's our professors. True. That's true. And you know, that's the thing which was for us the blessings at that time we were able to speak to them and mm. talk to them and ask them questions in the, that period. But obviously we have students who have went through and they're still studying in universities. Yeah. So I would like to introduce our first guest, Kamala Inam, who is a second year political and international relations student at the university in London. With this short introduction, I would like to welcome her on the show. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum Thank you for having me. for joining us. Sister Kamal, I wanted to ask you, you know, um, what is your personal experience with blended learning or any any struggles you have faced during that period? Um, yeah, sure. So I'm currently in my second year of university. Um, but I sort of experienced that blended learning approach during my first year. Mm-hmm. Um, and that meant, like, my lectures were online, but my seminars were in person. Okay. Um, but this approach, like, was mainly taken due to the pandemic. Um, so some courses at my university were allowed to come in fully, but some couldn't, so it really just depended. Okay. Um, but just in terms of my struggles, I think, for me, it was commuting. Um, I'm a commuting student, so mm-hmm. the amount I pay for like things like trains, buses, etc., it was just really expensive. Only for like a couple of hours a day for the seminars. Mm-hmm. So I think for me, that was the, the biggest struggle of the blended learning approach because I was only in university for like one or two hours. Matt, um, so yeah. Wow. Yeah, mm. Even myself, I did blend learning also and I was not commuting, but I was staying in a hostel. So that that way I was saving up some money there. But um, for I wanted to ask that, how did this blended learning affect students' mental health considering they were unable to socialise physically or they were unable to contribute in the normal ways? Yeah, um, I think personally for me, 
and I know many other students sort of felt this way, but it can just make you feel like really isolated, both academically and socially. Mm -hmm. I think feeling isolated in the social sense is just quite obvious. Like you aren't interacting as much as you would with the other people in your course. But I think it's just important to note here is that the blended learning approach doesn't mean you can't socialize at all. You can. Mm -hmm. The only reason socializing is a struggle is due to like the restrictions like the pandemic. Um, so for example, for me and at my university, society events were sort of limited to a number. So that was really hard. Um, and just commuting in general for just one society event is a struggle too. Um, so I think it just can be quite strong. Um, it can just be such a big struggle for socializing. It can make you feel quite isolated. Mm -hmm. But I think academically too, you can feel quite isolated. And personally for me, I actually felt this quite a lot during my first year. Because when you're at home and you're just doing your lectures by yourself, you can feel like you're not understanding the content, but others are when mm -hmm. they probably aren't understanding the content either, but you're just like in a bubble by yourself. So I think in general, like the whole approach can just feel, just can make you feel very isolated. That's, that's, that's really correct. You know, but also during that time where you're unable to go and visit those facilities, indeed it was mm -hmm. a bit stressful, but how does, does student loan um, affect and put stress upon students while they're not unable to use those facilities and being there? Mm. Um, it, it's such a stressful asset. Mm -hmm. Honestly, for all students, um, I'm a British student, so I paid the British student tuition fees, okay. um, which is much less than what international students pay. Of course. But that question of what I'm paying, is that really worthwhile, did definitely come up. But I think a lot of the people in my course are international students. And that question of what the amount that they're paying, is that really worthwhile, did come up a lot. Because I think that's the biggest struggle with the blended learning approach is that you have to, like, half of your classes are also in person. Mm -hmm. So these international students have to come to London and pay rent, pay their tuition fees, but only attend half of their classes in person, wow. which is just really annoying. I can definitely relate mm. for those international students. And it's just, in a way, just really stressful because mm -hmm. you're paying so much. Correct. Um, yeah. So, you know, what can the universities and students do and work together to resolve these issues? Um, I think this is an interesting question because I just personally don't prefer the approach at all mm -hmm. um but i think if universities have to do it in whatever circumstance they are in and they have to um, resort to that approach i would just say just having that communication between university and students i think there were many universities providing like really good support for students like mental health care services well-being services etc some wow. more than others and like some unis definitely did learn, like, through the pandemic. Um, but when you are, like, quite isolated, as I said, and you're sort of in your own bubble, you can, you're not 100% aware of what universities do provide for you. So mm -hmm. I think just 
Yeah, so I think it's just better communication between universities and students and sort of making students aware of what is available, both like academically, but like through mental health care services, etc. Um, so I think it's just if universities don't have that help, they need to provide it. Mm-hmm. And if they do have that help, just making students aware of what they have is really important. That's very correctly said. If they have those facilities available, the students should be aware of them. And if they are unfortunately not available for them, they should make mm. them available for them. Mm. Zakala, Sister Kamar, for joining us today and enlightening us your view on the blended learning. Zakala, for having me. Zakala, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. So this was Kamal Inam. She is a student mm. and in her second year. And she's going through it. And I just remembered also that, you know, yeah. she was a first student, a first year student at that time when this all was happening. Mm. Sorry, my voice is going a bit. <laughs> so I would like yeah. to... No, you know, when Kamal was saying that, you know, especially for those uh, for those uh, students who were, you know, who were international students as well. And that was quite interesting. That was quite interesting as well to actually, to actually, to actually listen to that as well, that those international students who actually came in they came into the UK yes. and they, they, uh, you know, they had to pay rent. They had to, you know, they had to find a place, find accommodation as well, pay that rent and then obviously attend the university as well. But then because of the pandemic, because of the different things which were happening, they couldn't attend properly. You know, maybe they only attended half of their classes or, you know, less than that. Uh, they only attended a few of their lectures. Yes. Imagine that. Imagine coming in from a different country, paying the fees and that's normal much, amount n- normal amount uh, but obviously you know if it, the british uh, the british uh, fees will be much less international fees obviously, will be much yeah. higher than that one so obviously they had to pay the international fees pay rent mm. on top of that and then going to the, maybe the commute from the accommodation to the un- to the university that would be quite a lot as well not- if they're living on the campus then fine but still they still have to pay the rent and then they're only attending a handful of lectures yeah i mean w- i mean where in this sense Where's the justice then, isn't it? Where's the justice? If the you know if if they're not using the facilities as much, then how is that justified? Correct. How can the, how can a university say that you know this they still have to pay the rent? This uh, you know they still have to pay the fees full amount. There's no there's no leniency in that one. Maybe there is. I'm not sure, but I I haven't heard of it. Yeah. If there is, please tell us. You know. Come on, uh, come online and please tell us. But yeah. the thing is, this is it's a diff- it was a difficult situation. Yes, you know, with blended learning, one yeah. thing which was good, right, that we found new ways of communicating, hmm. and we were able to get new technology in and make that work. Uh, the same existing, sorry, existing technology, but yeah. in in a new way. We, we in a to, new we, way, yeah. we, we worked on it, and this was good. Uh, some stuff which came out out of that COVID time. Hmm. But obviously now, as we have emerged from COVID and we are still emerging from it, that period has gone. For example, my sister, she yeah. has her seminars and everything in school, in, in person, in yeah. person. Contact learning, and yeah. she doesn't have any what's it called um, virtual um, 
meetings or any seminars online. Any lectures online. So nothing's online for Nothing her. online right now. Yeah, I think it just maybe depends maybe on course to course or even universities to universities. You know, just, for, just for a slight note, when, when, we, when we were doing studying at home, you could just wear your sleeping clothes and say, <laughs> I'm here, sir, present, and that's it. I mean, if you don't have to wear, if you don't have to put the video on, video then maybe, yes. isn't it? <laughs> if, if you can just, uh, if, you know, if if, the, if your lecturer says, you know. Or be half ready. <laughs> be half ready. Be half ready. Yeah. Half ready. Yeah. Just, yeah. On, just on the lighter note. <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of people do that as well. That's correct. Um, yeah. Uh, on the personal note, yeah, I know some people would do that as well. But still, yeah, moving on to our next guest, uh, Isha Isha Abdul, who's a third-year biomedical science student at the University of uh, of Surrey. Assalamu alaikum, peace be upon you. Good afternoon. Welcome to the show. Alaikum Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for, for joining us this uh, this afternoon on our show. Now, how how has blended learning affected you as a student and which way do you prefer better online or do you prefer going in campus in the lecture halls uh okay so i mean the way blended learning was implemented at my university was obviously by providing a combination of face-to-face and online teaching which consisted of pre-recorded lectures live streams a lot of quizzes and you know the odd tutorial every now and then with your professor in the lecture theatres and at first that was something that took a while to adjust to not only because you know online learning wasn't done before but also because being a first year university student back in 2020 um, you know trying to grasp how studying and teaching works at this level of academia you have lectures and seminars and professors and reading week it's quite different how school used to work Mm. so understandably that was one of the first things that would affect you and you had to overcome um, but I think after understanding sort of this holistic approach of learning, you quickly realize how blended learning offers a lot of flexibility uh, for students to have the freedom to learn things at their own pace. So, you know, you have a, a lot of independent learning in that stage. Um, but having said that, at the same time, it, that flexibility really heightens the level of independence and initiative you have to take when you're learning, which requires double the discipline and double that motivation to keep yourself in that environment where you stay consistent with studying. So, you know, to answer the second part of your question on whether I prefer online or campus teaching, mm. I think an element of both is necessary to facilitate mm. a student's flexible way of learning online, which is still engaging enough to motivate them through campus teaching sessions. Absolutely. Very eloquently put there as well. Um, you mentioned that, you know, there, there are some, some challenges as well. And obviously different people face different challenges and did face different challenges as well. Do you think that, you know, these, you know, the challenges that you faced, do you think that they were they were addressed at that time? Um, I think for a lot of those challenges, it was sort of beyond of our control in uh, some circumstances, you know. Uh, I think one of the main challenges was just ways of separating your home and university life, say. Uh, and, you know, through all those lockdowns, I think that can be applied to several circumstances of separating home and work life or home and school life. So I mm. think everyone can relate to this to some extent. Um, so it was just a case of making do with what you have and pray for a time to come, which it did, alhamdulillah, you know, to be going back to your public places of work. Um, 
But in my own experience, I would say um, starting university amidst all the blended learning, the challenges that arose were not just academic, but also from a social perspective. Mm. Uh, you know, now I'm in my final year of my degree and only now I've started to attend campus on a weekly basis. Uh, and it's really shown me the importance of peer-to-peer learning and the importance of the social context of your degree. Mm. Um, because, you know, at university you're at... You're at an age where you are developing as an individual personality and there's things that you learn that are not necessarily part of your theoretical degree. But you still learn how to interact with people in social situations, uh, which comes into so much use for your future, uh, say when you have your career established, for example. Hmm. Um, If this was addressed, once again, you know, meeting people was not a possibility at certain stages of the pandemic. The university did arrange Zoom sessions and societies were hosting online events that did help. But, um, you know, everyone is different. Socializing with someone behind the screen does not necessarily come easy or natural to everyone, including myself. So, you know, it just ties back to having been patient in those times and praying and pushing through by making the most of the opportunities throughout the degree. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm just coming on to um, uh, universities as well and the facilities that they that they were actually making accessible. Do you believe or do you think that the universities were able to do justice, though, during uh, during the time of blended learning online and in-person learning in terms of making you know, all the facilities accessible for the students and talking about, you know, how much the fees um, the students have to pay each year, each year as well. Do you think that they did justice, that was just justified? Um, that's a very debatable topic, actually, and a lot of students have spoken out on this issue, so to speak. Hmm. Um, with the nature of my degree, um, biomedical science, it includes a lot of laboratory work, right? Course, we are yeah. working towards becoming future biomedical scientists. So you have to learn how to use laboratory equipment like microscopes and how to handle toxic samples and grow and culture bacteria. Hmm. And all of this accounts for the facilities that we need and pay for. Um, but throughout the blended learning, there were times that several of our practical experiments, for example, they were moved online. So we were essentially just on a website clicking through a virtual practical, use YouTube videos, you know, turn to resources on the internet to help us through those times. And that didn't quite reflect the reality of working in that laboratory. Um, Mm. Thankfully, we are now back to the lab experiments on campus, which, you know, has been a great learning curve. Um, But there are petitions still going around to do with fees. Um, They do remain questionable for us. Um, I think, unfortunately, they remain the same If anything, I think they are increasing in the coming years. Mm. Um, But I think in those situations, you just have to shift into a mindset to, you know, align it with our Islamic teachings uh, as well of being grateful for what you have and, um, you know, reinforcing things like power is knowledge. And that makes you realize how, you know, we're already getting access to so much insightful education from the comfort of our own homes. So, you know, continue to striving to make the most of that experience sensibly. Absolutely, no, absolutely. Um, what, what what do you think that universities and students can do to to sort of ensure that they get the most out of blended learning? Um, I think universities should definitely ensure to communicate intensively with students, especially when online learning. Um, you know, being responsible to show us 
as little as you know how to navigate the website platform access lectures submit exams or assignments it takes a huge stress factor of that uncertainty out for students mm-hmm. um and for students i would just say to take initiative in your learning um i think it's much easier said than done because university is already a place where you are expected to be independent as it is but by that i mean you know getting in touch with your lecturers about any support or questions you have and um joining societies and extracurriculars offered throughout the degree because just being involved in the student life or enhance your learning abilities and motivate you um and i feel like if you do struggle to contact anyone you can always find um our amsa organization and you know representative at each university uh, i think they might not be registered as a society under the student union but definitely do reach out you know because having our community present in those places can be really reassuring and helpful as well we will uh, put the aisha thank you so much for joining us this afternoon and speaking to us uh, it's quite uh, very interesting uh, speaking to you assalamu alaikum jazakallah thanks for having me so that was Isha, who was a third-year biomedical science student at uh, the studying at the University of uh, of Surrey. Very interesting um, yeah. speaking to her. Yes, yeah, there were some good points she mm. mentioned that you know uh, that students can work on their own pace mm. through blended learning, but also you know they always remember there's always two sides of a coin, right? There's yeah. pros and the cons. And she also mentioned uh, a few of the cons that the students don't have a physical um, um, connection with the teachers there. Because it's all online that you, the teachers don't see you physically. Um, they're unable to help you. They can help you in that period. But after the, the Zoom meeting or the team meeting link goes, hmm. then what happens? Then what what, happens, happens, what yeah. happens after that? Obviously, and then there were some students, you know, um, who have which who don't have technology of such level, yeah. unfortunately, in yeah. some areas. Maybe they don't have access to internet as well. Indeed, and obviously that's also have to be taken into consideration. Mm. And then you had um, also that you aren't able to take the um, full um, 100% of the facilities which are available to the students at university campus, but during blended learning, they aren't able to use them. And obviously there are some who have said, the students have said that it's like watching a YouTube video. It was a, a article on BBC, yeah. a first year student yeah, said yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. it's like watching a YouTube Watching a video. TED talk or a university, some, something, yeah, literally. Something like that. Yeah. And it's, a, it's <laughs> I mean, actually, it's true. I mean, it's, it's true. You're to, watching to something. Extent. Yes, but the thing is, but the one good thing was, right, you can rewind it. And so a student can mm. go on its own pace and go back, revisit it and see, okay, this is the notes where all my um, weak points are, which are my strong points, mm. and you can work on them all, 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 all over again instead mm. of asking, you know, your fellow students, oh, can I have your notes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, obviously, that's that that element is definitely going Indeed. to be there as well. Yes. And obviously what, what she was saying as well, that sometimes it may seem, because you're in your own bubble, isn't it? Yes. You're at home, you're studying, you know, uh, on online, you don't really have access to to, uh, to to speak to anyone else or your peers, and the thing is, is that when you're when you're when you when you're studying online, you may think that you know everyone is understanding, but you're not understanding it properly. Yeah. But it could be what she said as well that other people are also not understanding, and they just you know they just can't ask the question, or you know it's it's just you just don't get a chance to ask a question or something that happens that. That you can't get any more clarification on that as well. Correct. So that that kind of stuff can happen. But you know, I was thinking about about one thing that maybe it might be a good thing as well. That sometimes you know, in universities where there's a lot of you know uh, extracurricular uh, activities, activities, a lot of other things which happen as well. There's a lot of other 
um, because that's that's also a turning point in your life as well, isn't yes. it? You, it is. you won't give in to peer pressure as well, isn't yes. it? Yeah, that's correct. You know, and also all these extracurricular uh, activities, yeah. right? It makes your mind open up even more. Yeah. yeah. So for, in the, in the morning when you wake up, you get ready. You go to university. If you commute or if you live in a hostel, you just mm. walk there. Or how far you, how, however, how far, yeah, however yeah. you go there, you go to your university. Your mind is ready to learn something. Mm. While at home, you're in your pajamas, yeah, relax. You just wake up, put it on, put it and on. That's it. And then say, I'm here. Obviously, there are students which have taken more advantage uh, advantage of it, but also there's also yeah. a different side. The students like me, for example, yeah. right? They were like, okay, yes, <laughs> I'm here, and then just relaxing for a bit. But Wearing your pajamas. Wearing your yeah, pajamas. Yeah, that's the thing. And the, the, obviously, blended learning, it, it was a blessing at that time. And at that point, when everything was on, under lockdown and the strict rules, mm. And but obviously, as we are emerging out of it, we should be back again, socializing again. Mm. So you meet those people who you see behind, um, 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 behind uh, the screen. Behind the screen. Yeah, I mean, it is important. It's definitely important that uh, you know th- there's a there's a balance. Yes, that we actually that's why you know, that we, we do this. We need to see some teachers um, um, also explaining us if they want to call us and also on zero two eight six eight seven eight seven eight and and if they have any um, ideas or. Any suggestions how they were doing teaching at that time? Please exactly. let us know also. Exactly. Let's uh, let's speak to our next guest who is on the line with us, Dr. Nadine Wahida, who is a lecturer in genetics and molecular biology at Kingston University, London, and uh, she she worked in cancer research in Egypt, where she completed her masters and PhD degrees as well, and she's uh, been teaching undergraduate students since 2011, so a lot of experience there uh, as well. Asalaamu Alaikum, peace be upon you, good afternoon, and welcome to the show. Alaikum thank you. Thank you so much for, for joining us. As, now, as as a university professor, what's your opinion on uh, on blended learning? Do you think that it's, um, obviously it has its pros and cons, but do you think it's more beneficial for students, or do you think it's, it's not all that, it's not that good? Um. I think it really depends on the student and it depends on the context that it's uh, being delivered in. Yeah. Um, I can't just um, say that it's completely beneficial or or not. It really depends on uh, what kind of student uh, we are talking about because we've got a diverse um, uh, pool of students or a cohort that we can't really judge like individually. Mm. Um, I'd, I'd say that the pros are, of course, in terms of the Students need to commute, or on the cost issues, or the access to the material is a lot easier when 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 it with blended learning, perhaps. Hmm. Um, but sometimes um, students need the structure of campus-based learning, and um, they find that it helps them more with face-to-face interaction, and it helps them use facilities better. So it really depends on what what domain we're talking about here, and what kind of student it really. So, some some students would find it better, or uh, they be able to create more when they've got this flexibility of doing things at their own time while other students might completely lose the balance or just slip through like socially or academically as, as well mm. so it really depends on the student themselves i'd say and on the subject that's being taught so it really depends true true um doctor i wanted to ask you know you you're a lecturer uh, in kingston university you have done also um blended learning i believe so I wanted to ask, how was it? Um, how difficult, or what task did you have to face um, while doing pre- uh, presenting online lessons towards the students? Online lessons are a bit tricky, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. it depends, you can you can be giving the same session but uh, different 
cohorts could be reacting differently. Some students have the ability to respond and completely interact um, online and other students are just too shy to mm -hmm. uh, reach out or ask or even ask questions. This is how this is where we sometimes use things such as Mentimeter or things that are anonymized so that we could um, allow the students to just make, go out of their shyness and ask the questions that they feel like asking anonymously. Um, okay. So it, it, sometimes it's just like an empty, hollow space that you're speaking in, and mm -hmm. sometimes it's completely it's as good as face-to-face. -face. So um, it, it depends on the time of the day, how interactive they're feeling. It really does vary. Uh, but I, I'd say that campus space would have a bit more um, uh, a plus in terms of interactivity or the ability to really engage with the students. That's my personal opinion, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Indeed, especially even I was a student during that time and for us the morning was difficult to be active and you know doctor I wanted to ask you know during that period of online learning how did um, students mental health um, was how was the students mental health affected at that time uh, if we're talking about COVID it was more of like an emergency situation yes. it's not entirely the same uh, now but to begin with I can feel like a lot of students felt completely lost um, they needed more guidance. They they weren't the the means of how to access the, the materials weren't really well established, mm -hmm. and there wasn't like a certain set of rules for them to follow. Okay. Um, I can't compare it and, uh, to nowadays where everything has a certain system. Students have better awareness on how to use this technology, how to access the resources they need, and they know they they're more confident in reaching out in a way now than uh, at the time where um, they had no other option basically. Um, and, and blended learning in, in one way also does not completely entirely take um, uh, make online overtake face-to-face uh, -face learning. So there there is this space where they can actually go to a physical campus and ask, but I mean, there's still this online learning uh, that will, uh, the students will use it uh, differently, basically. And also, Doctor, you know, um, during um, this period of uh, where technology was our support, do you know? Um, do you think that there was enough support for students who did not have access to internet or gadgets in order to join those online lessons? Um, to, to be honest, at the time, I'm not sure what provisions were in place because that was more um, the responsibility of um, higher positions than, than than where I was teaching. Mm -hmm. but, um, what I do know is that um, libraries were open for students to use and the laptops were available to be borrowed. Um, beyond that, um, uh, there would be some sort of disadvantage, of course, but then everyone was quite lost at this point, where um, even if you had the gadgets um, to begin with, there wasn't a certain clear system to follow. But now that it's implemented, I think, uh, even even people who can't access certain kinds of gadgets personally would find a way mm -hmm. to, to get their hands on one and borrow them, use them. Um, there's always an alternative, I believe. Thank you so much, uh, um, Doctor, for joining us and you know enlightening us the view of a teacher's angle also for our listeners today. Thank you. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullah. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye. So uh, this was Dr. Nadine Bahida, who is a lecturer in genetics and mo molecular biology at Kingston University. And it's always good to have a teacher's uh, opinion or professor's opinion. Mm.
regarding how they were um, feeling at that time. Obviously, it was a new time for us, also for everyone, and the things which had to be, um, um, the measurements which had to be taken, uh, put into place, it took some time um, for a system to be worked out because obviously if something is a new thing, for example, a new technology comes out, it takes some time for that to develop over mm, time. Of course. And it's the same here. It happens. Yeah, new it, features and everything, yeah. That's correct. You know, when, when, when we started off um, uh, blended learning, uh, sorry, uh, online learning, to mm-hmm. say correctly, mm-hmm. we didn't know about, you know, the background and stuff. Mm. And uh, you know, when you see viral <laughs> videos, and they, some students put um, videos on, on a loop mm. saying, okay, we're yeah. here. And yeah, then yeah. you see them sleeping at the back or doing some kind of a, a what's it called, a viral video that every um, student is there. But it, the video jumps from each screen and goes and presents something differently. Mm. And you have someone just joining randomly in also. That was, that was a thing which was... Um, also a safety hazard at that time that you some people were able to join in because when you're sending out links then sometimes can, yeah. sometimes it can happen that okay for example if i have it i can accidentally send it to a third person it can happen an outsider and then outsider can, comes yeah. in and then then they used to be like okay i'm here so hello how are you <laughs> so that's it for the light so, note, yeah, the, i mean that obviously that yes it was it's a factor. serious thing but i was able to just, yeah. just putting it in a, in a lighter note out yeah. to the, for our listeners but uh, you know, the the time it was difficult for indeed for the students, and for the teachers. Obviously, the, there were some advantages of this that it, students were being able to. Do, it was flexible for them, right? Hmm. They could um, work on their own pace and the money and the time efficiency, right? Hmm. If you're coming instead of coming four days a week, you're coming uh, twice a week, right? For a student who lives in the UK, oh, international students, okay, they, 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 oh, it's a whole yeah, different game bit, for them. Yeah, Obviously, they're, they're paying extra and everything. But for a student who has to make some time and they're saving money and time also because they can do the learning at home, which is which was some good thing. And also record the lectures and revisit them on their own pace and think about them, what they have to do. Mm. And obviously, and they can ask, um, even as our uh, prof, um, doctor said, she said that if anyone's shy or was scared to ask a question in in, in the social in, bubble, in the, they yeah. can ask anonymously also. That was a feature which that was, was available. An option. That was an option as and well. And that was, a, a, in my opinion, it's, it's a great option also, right? You can uh, um, ask them, um, your, te- um, your teachers, your profess- professors, yeah. that... Uh, uh, we need help with this, but you you don't want to say your name. You don't out. want to say your name. That's correct. I mean, the, I mean, the, 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 I mean, obviously there are different things, there are different features as well, which of actually course. got introduced as well. And obviously, with uh, however this progressed, there were new things which came into place as well, make it made it quite easy uh, for for not just the students, but also for the teachers, teachers. for the professors as well. Um, let's speak to our next guest, who's on the line with us, Vicky Holmes who's the Head of uh, Technology Enhanced Learning Centre for Quality Support and Development at the University of Reading. Peace be upon you. Good afternoon and welcome to the show, Vicky. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you so much for joining us. Now, is blended learning here to stay? And if so, which aspects of uh, of, uh, digital learning will, will the universities actually keep? Um, I think it's probably useful to to start thinking what we mean by blended learning. Um, I've certainly become aware from just talking with friends and family that I think people often associate blended learning with what happened during the pandemic. Mm. And I think we've probably all got images in our head of students that have been stuck in their bedrooms and having, you know, quite a miserable experience. 
But I think we need to remember that blended learning can be so much more than that. And it really is about taking the best of the things that we can do face to face and the best of things that we can do online and bringing those together. So really thinking about how we design those experiences and how much we do online and how much we do face to face. So I think we can look at blended learning. It can be a very positive experience for students, um, but I know often it has a sort of negative view because of the pandemic. Um, So I think back to your question, is it here to stay? Um, I think it is, but it needs to be good. It's got to be high quality. um, And in doing so, we've really got to think about how we design it and how we put together those experiences for students. Absolutely. I just want to add as well, we also did some work with um, our students themselves because we thought, let's ask the students how they feel about blended learning. Um, You know, they've come through the pandemic. How would they feel about blended learning in the future? And they were actually very positive about this. They really wanted to go back to -to face-to-face learning. I think they'd missed that over the two years. And they're really keen to get back in the classroom, be back with their teachers, be back with their fellow students. But there were aspects of what they had done online that they found had been really valuable and helpful, and they're keen not to lose those. Hmm. So they still want to see those in in their future educational experience. Hmm. So it's like what you said as well, if if we have that balance, but it needs to be good, it needs to be that high quality as well, then that would be be the way forward. Um, Absolutely. Just coming to what you mentioned earlier as well about COVID-19, the pandemic, how that you know disturbed um, university teachers, students, lecturers, everyone um, in a whole university sort mm. of um, environment. Obviously, students suffered as well. But ha- did the university suffer at all from the, from this change? Yeah, I think that that's a really good point. I mean, as you say, the students I know had you know I've had family members myself had a, a very v- difficult time through yeah. that. Um, But also, I guess, if we look at the the human side as well of universities, you know, all the teaching staff, this was a very difficult time for them as well, having to adjust their teaching, learn new skills, you know, and still very anxious to provide the best experience for their students. So it's it's not been easy for them. Um, I think if we look at the university as a whole, clearly there has been a financial impact. Um, we've had students, you know, for example, from overseas who were mm. unable to come to university. We may have had some students who needed to drop out because of the pandemic. So clearly there has been a financial impact in terms of loss of fees coming in. Um, and at the same time, of course, there's been additional costs for universities. You know, we've had to re- think about, you know, new cleaning strategies, mm. um, reorganizing spaces for social distancing. Yeah. So there's been a lot of implications there as well. And and I think longer term, um, as we all know, the pandemic kind of took our focus. Everyone was focusing on the pandemic and maybe other things didn't happen at the same time. Things have been put on hold while we dealt with the pandemic. So certainly I think we are just coming through through all of that at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, just coming back to um, the... the the, the students aspect and of, of course you know the learning the whole learning experience not mm. all staff and students actually had access to to internet maybe they didn't have uh, wi-fi or maybe they didn't have the gadgets maybe a laptop or a tablet or whatever to actually continue that learning as well as teaching process as well so were there any uh, arrangements which were or any any alternatives uh, available for them yeah, I think that's a really good point you, you raise. And, and even in households where I think people maybe had um, a portable device or Wi-Fi, people didn't necessarily have the space to learn. You know, mm. they might be into their yeah. living room or sharing a bedroom with somebody where they can't learn. So I, th- I think both staff and students did really face some, some challenges. 
Um, there were options available to them. Um, uh, obviously, there's things like uh, hardship grants that were provided so students could apply to, to borrow uh, money or have money to be able to buy devices. Um, and we're now putting in more schemes like laptop loan schemes where students can borrow devices for mm. a day or for a longer period. Right. But I think you're right. I think the pandemic highlighted that digital inequality that exists. Um, and I think that's something that all universities need to think about going forward. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Now, what do you think or what do you have to say about the concern in regards to student isolation due to this uh, learning approach? They can feel as if they're just in their own bubble, not no interaction with anyone, their students, uh, you know, the fellow students, as well as the teachers as well. Yeah, and I think this comes back to the design, doesn't it, of yeah. how do you design this blended learning approach? Um, certainly at Reading, we're, we're trying to plan that the majority of the learning experience that students will have will be face-to-face. So they're going to have a lot of contact, a lot of collaboration with teachers and with their fellow students. And then I think it's about thinking, what is it that you're doing online? You still want to be doing things that are engaging, that students can talk to each other, talk to their teachers, not just watching lots of videos, but doing mm-hmm. other things as well. Um, But I think something else that's interesting that came out of our learning from the pandemic is that some students actually flourish online. You know, we have students who Mm. may be in a classroom, might feel not very confident in speaking out, you know, just sit there quietly. And actually they found that online, because they could maybe write something in the chat, that actually they came out of themselves a bit much. So so I think we also need to realise that online can offer opportunities um, for, for maybe different types of students. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I, th- I think I'm just going to go back to you know what you said as well. The point that you raised that online learning as well, if if it remains, then it needs to be good. It needs to be of a good standard, good quality, and then you know, then of course, you know, the results can actually come there as well. Vicky, thank you so much for joining us this, uh, this afternoon. It's been a pleasure speaking to you. Absolutely, it's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Bye bye. Bye bye. I think she raised some good points, yes, uh, some good points over there as well, and, and uh, some valid points as well, isn't it? Yes, that it has to be, it has to be of a good quality as well. You can't just expect the, the professor to come in and then just give a lousy sort of address. Obviously, it has to be, it has to be good and obviously engaging. It has to be professionally, professionally, made. professionally made, professional exactly, so exactly. that the students are engaged. Obviously, blended learning is a new technology or is a new thing right now. Mm, yeah. That we are still coping with and obviously as still Vicky Holmes as well, is yeah. developing as Vicky Holmes also <laughs> mentioned that it, it has to be a top notch mm. if, if, if top notch top quality yeah. top quality yeah. top tier <laughs> exactly <laughs> these but things you know, are there uh, the, well, the, the last pay, the point that she raised as well which was quite interesting as well that some students who are maybe a little bit shy yes maybe they're a bit you know introverts as well they, they don't re- really like to ask questions Maybe they don't want to, you know, maybe they get stage fright or something like that. Correct. In front of a large sort of audience or maybe in front of a lot of different students. But online, because they don't, they're not, it's just them and the teacher in a way, isn't it? Yes. They can just ask the question like that and or they can just put it in the chat. Anonymously also. Anonymously also. um, Or, you know, you know, they can put it in the chat and then the teacher can actually, the, the lecturer can actually see that and then. Uh, answer that question as well. So, it's, it's, so, so there are definitely pros and cons in regards to in regards to learning online. It's like a coin, right? It has it has yeah, one side, it's got both sides. Both sides. It? Both sides. Uh, as she also mentioned, a, a new thing also mm-hmm. you know, where people didn't have a space to study. Right? Yeah. They were living um, with, with with the brothers or sisters, or they were sharing rooms hmm. with someone. Yeah, maybe they're maybe they're having their own they're, lectures. They're having, that's the thing that was playing <laughs> in my mind. That if those imagine someone's in in primary school, someone's in secondary and someone's in university or college. Yeah. And 
they have different the, the timings are roughly the same right yeah but i mean it's going to be morning or, morning yeah. and but the thing is they have different um learning things to do yeah I, they have different a, subjects different, different subjects yeah. someone's doing math English science at that time someone's doing some uh, criminology or something yeah. <laughs> or someone's doing exactly. okay, sports period right now <laughs> where they're just relaxing for a bit during that period we had in covid-19 no, i think i think it's uh, it's it's important that you know that 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 we use these facilities to Indeed. to the bet, to you know to, for our betterment as well i mean just look at just look at how you know if you look at internally for the ahmadiyya muslim community for our community the 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 meetings the virtual meetings which his holiness has held yes. with so many different people around the world you know sometimes you couldn't even imagine that uh, you know his holiness one day he is visiting people from from australia yes. one day he is going to singapore one day he is going to uh, you know he's visiting people from uh, you know from from african countries different african countries all over the continent and then he's going to european countries then he's having a meeting with you know the 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 western countries such as america canada um you know these countries as well so it's this experience of his holiness as well meeting all these different people ahmadi muslims members from all around the globe yes that was amazing isn't it it's we like couldn't even imagine that being able to travel to a different country but or well, being able to connect with everyone connect with everyone while staying in the uk at that yeah. time yeah it, it, obviously technology Um, uh, it's it's a blessing as you mentioned. It is a before, blessing, also, yeah, definitely. You know, but it, this is a advancement of technology which which has enabled us to join this. You, you can't imagine this a couple of years yeah, back. Exactly. Like, these exactly. things we had. Obviously, we had um, our um, chats and online. Everything was available, but the, because of the COVID, a new type of learning was introduced because it. You know, invention, uh, mother of all necessities. I forgot that quote right now. Mama yeah. is you know you have to be. Um, yeah, I just I just had it in my head, but just, just suddenly I just forgot it. It just in a second ago. If I get it in my mind, even in a second now, I'll I'll mention it. <laughs> <laughs> but if it comes to my mind again, I'll I'll do it, I'll, I'll mention it again. But obviously, it's it's a necessity, right? That all inventions have to be taking place when something happens, and this is how we increase, mm. and this is how we develop as a community. as um, in be it technology or be it in transport and we have learned that because of this we are able to connect with everyone even for officers right they are they were able to do work while staying at home yeah, work, from home. work from home work, work from, from home work from it? home it was, exactly. was a good thing also <laughs> at that time <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly but obviously you know with uh, as uh, with all of this there, there were pros there were cons um obviously you know whatever i mean it depends on the student as well Indeed. isn't it it depends on the student maybe they prefer coming in and uh, you know doing everything um like like that maybe they preferred being online isn't yes. it you know as you mentioned before that we have asked a poll um oh, to yes. everyone yes. the university courses should run so we had 19% is it said in person only and hmm. 6% said online only and 75% said a mix of the two that's interesting that's interesting that's, interesting. that's, that's, that's interesting. quite a lot that's quite a lot as also and Vicky Holmes was saying that if you combine both of them together you have a better quality the best of, of both worlds best of both worlds <laughs> what would you prefer you know I would prefer um, mix also I would if, prefer mix also yeah, yeah that balance but more more um, in person and then you know couple of things couple of things online, couple of things online as well that you are you have the you have record also that you can go back yeah, on to that's true that's true 
It's a very interesting um, uh, topic, you know, that we, that we just uh, spoke about as well. Obviously, there's, there's a lot more to actually talk about as well. Islam promotes learning, you know, and being grateful to God Almighty as well. In fact, God Almighty has taught us a prayer in the Holy Quran, Rabbizindi Ilma, Oh my Lord, increase me in my knowledge God. as well. And this is a you know very beautiful prayer that we are told to pray as well. And join us after the news break where we will go into our uh, second topic, which is about um, uh, manifestation. Join us after the news and we will come back and uh, go into that segment as well. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullah. Join us after the news. Allah. Allah. You're listening to The Voice of Islam Radio. Broadcasting on DAB and via the internet 24 hours a day. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Peace and blessings of Allah be upon you all. Welcome back to the Drive Time Show here on The Voice of Islam Radio. In this part of the show, we are talking about, we're going to be uh, talking about manifestation. And, uh, you know, this this uh, very natural question can you will your goals into existence? Do you think that, you know, because manifestation is related to positive thinkings, right? So to turn dreams into reality by simply believing in it, by simply believing in it, that yes, you can do it, you can go through it, you can, go, you can endure all these hardships, these trouble, trouble sometimes maybe, the suffering that you have to go through, but there is light at the end of the tunnel. And then if you actually believe, if you have that, that steadfastness, if you're, you know, firm, uh, that yes, I am going to achieve this goal, then then you do it. You achieve your, you know, you achieve whatever you want to achieve. That's correct, as you just mentioned. Well, just leaving the Islamic point of view to, yeah. to the side for a second. Yeah. We have, you know, people who have a, um, goals they set for yeah. or have yeah. a board, a visionary board for themselves. Mm. Say that this is my goal. For example, if I have um, one house, I won't have to two houses this year or three houses this year. Or if I have one pound, I want to have ten pound this year, or hundred pound this year. So these are the um, visions they have. They manifest it to themselves. And you know, with manifestation, is you know having a clear vision mm. and a focus uh, on it through varieties of ways that you yes, I will do it and be determined. Then you are able to achieve it. But mm. as you mentioned, yeah. being steadfast, being steadfast, that's absolutely the key thing there to remember. Steadfastness. If you just have a vision or mm. manifest it. Some people or they do they manifest it towards the universe, right? Yeah. Say, okay, this is my goal, but they don't act upon it. Hmm. Then how can that come into reality, also, right? Exactly, exactly. You know, it, uh, you know this. Th- this is actually quite <coughs> interesting as well because, you know, ma- manifestation uh, or manifesting brings about a determination and a determined and a positive mindset, and as and as a result, it inspires courage. And also hard work as well, because Correct. you know. Let's face it: if you want to achieve anything in the world, whether it's a godly goal, or an, an earthly goal, or worldly goal, or whether it's a spiritual goal, or any rank that you want to achieve, or any station that you want to achieve, um, you have to struggle. You have to go through Indeed. something. You have to put in um, hard work. Yes. Um, and without that, you can't. You can't do that. So, if you have that determination, if you have that willpower. Then and obviously a positive mindset as well, because sometimes you can have that willpower, but then because if you don't have a positive mindset, if you have a, 
a neutral sort of negative mindset, then you know a, something may happen, a trial may happen, and you may fall. You may fall, and then you you might stumble, and then you might give up on your aspirations as well. Yes. So if you have that goal that you want to achieve, and that is that is embedded in your mind that yes, I am going to achieve this, then then most of the times. Um, you you know you do you do achieve that one as well. You know, Shajil, the, the, the reality is that there are always setbacks when yeah. you're pursuing a goal, be it via exams or trials, through um, whatever means that happens, right? Hmm. But we have to be steadfast and be determined, as you also mentioned before, that yeah. yes, I will achieve this goal by this by the end of this year. That's why you know I am always inspired by these people also that they have set goals already. Mm. They're worldly goals, but they're determined of, for something for this year. They think, okay, this is, today is 2023. By the end of this year, I want to have this amount of whatever it be worldly. Mm. And they're determined and they strive, they succeed. They might fail in some aspect, but they don't, They stumble. They pick themselves up again mm. and go forward and, and, go forward and march again. forward again. March forward again. You know, there is this, uh, this uh, these verses. <coughs> Sorry, there, is, there are these verses in the Holy Quran in uh, chapter 53 which is uh, from uh, and verses 14 and 41 where Allah the Almighty says وَأَلَّيْسَ insani إِلَّا مَا سَعَى that and that man will have nothing but what he strives for yes. so whatever he wants to achieve whatever it is in his mindset whatever he sets as a target if he strives for that one he will achieve that one as well and then Allah the Almighty says وَأَنَّ سَعَيَهُ سَوْفَ يُرَى and that his striving shall soon be seen. So basically, uh, the Almighty is saying that that if a man or a woman, obviously, you know, sets his mindset on a particular goal, on a particular target, then he 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 strives for that one. He not only has that in his mind, but he works towards that, and with mm-hmm. that perseverance, uh, goes and endures hardships. Then he reaps the fruit of his labor uh, uh, as well. So all mm-hmm. of these things. Uh, come into come into play in you this know, one. Um, a French writer um, said this once: um, people do not lack strength, but they lack the will. So mm. we have the mm. strength. We, we have ha- the strength. We have the determination of yeah. doing something. Yeah. But it's the will. It's the willpower. We need. It's that's the willpower. And, and that's the easiest thing to actually lose as well, because it, because you may have you may be strong, right? A person, a boxer, may be strong, or someone who lifts a lot of heavy weights may be strong physically. But if you don't have that mindset that, yes, I'm going to do this, then that willpower, you may lose that willpower from a small, from a small trial that you might face. Yes. You might suffer. And then you, you might give up. You might say, you know what, forget about this. I'm going to turn around and do something else. And then something else happens to that other thing. And you say, okay, forget plan A, forget plan B. Let's go to plan C. Yes. And then all of that happens. And you don't actually achieve that much. That's correct, you know, and also in the Holy Quran, in chapter three, verse hundred and sixty, Allah the Almighty states, "Faiza Allah." Hmm. That which, which means, and when thou art resolved, then put thy trust in Allah the Almighty. Of course, you know the first question which arises is that what is the willpower, right? Yeah. What is what is it, right? So the azam is for resolve and will. The word azam. So the meaning uh, of that is that, as we shows um, in the words above, is about resolve and will. So first have the will, and then leave it upon Allah the Almighty that it will happen. 
So you have to have firm belief. Of, uh, I'm, I'm going towards Islamic side already. Mm. Yeah. When I said okay, leave Islamic point aside, but obviously, it's a voice. It's a radio of voice of Islam. So obviously, Islam just creeps in it quickly is, uh, straight away. It, it so, is. Yeah, it is interesting that we that we that we, that we talk about this as well. And it's uh, that 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 what you just mentioned. When you do something, and then obviously because of that, then you have that faith in God Almighty as well. He answers your prayers as well. Yes. If you're doing something which is uh, which is a spiritual thing, and you're doing that because yes, I want to gain, I want to gain God Almighty's blessings, or I want to, I want to reap His pleasure, I want to please Him. If you're doing it for His, <laughs> if you're doing it for His sole purpose, then He will definitely, you know, g- aid you in that. He will definitely, you know, say, you know, okay, you come one step towards me, I will come two steps towards you, That's and I will correct. help you as well. You walk towards me. I will run towards you. You know, you, you do the first step. Yeah. You show me that you are actually serious about this. And then I will give you the reward because of that as well. That's then have that trust in God Almighty as well, isn't it? You know, you also in a, in a, narration, in a, in a hadith, in a narration of the Prophet, it gets on Matawakkal, right? First, um, tie the camel's um, yeah. Um, yeah, knee. Yeah, yeah. And then, leave yeah. up. Then the story is basically, the story is a, a, a companion came. And uh, he didn't tie the camel's knot, hmm. and he came and prayed. And when he came out, the camel went. The camel was gone. The camel was gone, <laughs> right? And he was surprised. But he, he goes, "Oh, what happened?" And when he asked the Holy Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, that did you? And the Holy Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam asked him, "Do you, do you tie hmm. the knot?" He said, hmm. "No, well, I, yeah. I left it Allah the Almighty." Yeah. He said, first tie the knot." And then, then, and then have that. Then, and then have that belief in Allah the Almighty. Obviously, exactly. so that's that's the thing. As you also mentioned before, we have for the per human being, it's the first step. Mm, we have to take step. it first. Yeah. And then Allah the Almighty comes towards you two steps. You, if if you walk towards Him, He runs towards you. He runs you. towards you. So for Allah is He's all knowing, mm. and He's listening, all listening, right? So Allah is always listening to you. Mm. And remember, uh, there's a story um, which we have heard since childhood also yeah. that a se- senior um, teacher was praying for a very long yeah, time. Yeah, for a very long very time. Long years time. upon years. Years upon years. Yeah. And the, the student asked him, um, mm. professor, uh, teacher, why do you pray towards Allah the Almighty? That if, if while he's not listening well, to he's you, he's not answering your answer, prayers, answering not, your yeah, prayers, accepting your prayers in that yes. sense. And he and the, 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 it's a beautiful saying when he said, "My work is." To ask, yeah, his work, his work is, is to, to his provide. To give, is to provide exactly. Provide. exactly. And after that, they, Allah the Almighty says, "Okay, all the prayers which you have been doing for the past how many years now, mm. they all have been listened." Yeah. So it's the will it's and the, the steadfast and the determination which we need to have in, in ourselves. Also, mm. then something will happen. Exactly. So that's the manifestation for us, uh, for Muslims, but obviously um, for our um, um, <laughs> listeners who have their. A mood, bo- mood boards mm. and the visions mm. all, and they have the goals set that's their manifestation right so going back again from Islamic side again <laughs> so uh, back to that, that's, that's, that's the determination and the willpower they put within themselves saying okay this is the task I have in front of me mm. that I will do this and obviously there are setbacks yeah you know it's the same when it comes to when it comes to medication as well yes so you know when uh, a lot of people think that you know if if God Almighty, if He, if He is the healer of all the healers, you know, if He, if He is the biggest healer, then why do we need to take medication? Why do we need to take all of these different, um, you know, allopathic or homeopathic or whatever medicine it may be? Why do we need to take that? If God Almighty wants to give cure us, then He will cure us. Yes. But the thing is, is that 
His Holiness has has said this as well that, as like you mentioned, the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, that you need to do your part first. Yes. You know, you need to take that medicine. That medicine is not going to give you that cure. It can only give you that cure if God Almighty wills. Indeed. You know, and if God, if you take that medication, you're doing something on your part. Then you have that faith in God that, oh God, I've taken this medication, but obviously this alone can do can do nothing to me. Yes. It is you that has given this medication power to, to to heal me, to cure me of my illnesses or whatever my diseases that it may be. And that's why, you know, his holiness, you know, some doctors came to um came to him as well and asked him uh, you know, a few questions in regards to this. They were from they were doctors as well. And uh, he said to them his Holiness, which I, what I mean by His Holiness, the fifth caliph of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, Hazrat Mirza Masur Ahmad, may Allah be his helper. Um, he, so he actually told those doctors um, that, you know, when you write a prescription, write Huwa Shafi on top of that prescription. Huwa Shafi in Arabic means he is the one, or God Almighty is the one who is the Ashafi. He is the one who is the curer. Mm-hmm. He is the one who provides you with the cure. So don't think that you know i'm giving this medicine i'm prescribing this medicine to someone and because of that that person will get better that's not the case it is only god almighty's will if he says that yes that you know this person i'm going to cure this person if he takes this then that will happen so is that is this what going back to what you said earlier as well tie the camel first yes and then have that faith in god that verse that you mentioned of the holy of the holy quran as well that Faiza azamta fatawakal Allah. That first, you know, you have that willpower. Then you put your trust in God as well, and then He will He will give you that. He will, you know, you will reap the benefit of uh, of all of that one as well. Indeed, you know, even His Holiness has a Khalifatul Musi, the hmm. second Zambi Bishirudi Mahmud, and may Allah yeah. please with him. You know, He said that, that there are three ways of lack of willpower hmm. and failures to bring about <clears throat> in change of habits hmm. you remember it's all about changing your habits right if you if you have the willpower you, you you're determined but if you have that strength there but you're lacking the will hmm. that is that is what's called which is holding you back That's he said um, um he him, uh, his holiness stated he may have lost control over his will his ego may have even become too weak to um, effectively rule over his will. The ego is the master and the will is the agent. The master has become too weak to direct the agent to have something carried out of the fight shy mm. of the agent. Mm. So, you know, sometimes our ego comes into play saying, okay, um, and th- this holds us back also sometimes, a yeah. ego. They think, no, I can do it. Well, yeah. it's, it's easy. That's, it's, but the ego, when ego comes into play, then you, there's a higher chance for us stum- stumbling. Mm. So we have to tame our ego and exactly. keep, keep on the low. Obviously, it, it being realistic here, ego is a man's like you know, enemy. I mean, it's in your blood, isn't it's it? There. It's in your blood. It's, it's there. It's there. It's definitely there. And to suppress that is a difficult thing. It's a, really it's a difficult, difficult thing. thing. So just just for example, right? If, if when, while you're driving and yeah. someone holds from the back, right? Yeah. You're like, why, why, yeah, why, why is he holding at me? Why, why is he holding at <laughs> me? I didn't even do anything. And exactly, yeah. and you're like, you, you put on like some hand gestures, like, and yeah. what happened? Like, yeah. why, what happened here? Or you, someone, uh, what happens is sometimes you know, someone's just brake checking them also, right? Mm. That's your ego doing it because mm. you, you, uh, this is the thing we have to tame. If you tame our ego, then if someone's holding, it's like, okay, that's fine, no issue, carry on with your day to day task. But at that point, you know, you, sometimes you switch. It's a, re- it's a reality I'm talking about here, right? 
so obviously Islam teaches us we have to we have to be pious and be um, humble, right? Be humble. Be yeah. humble. So these are teachings which we have to uh, should follow and have to follow, right? Absolutely. But obviously um, humans are weak. Allah the Almighty has mentioned this in the Holy Quran also. That he has created man weak. So our weaknesses, we have to turn those into strengths. Mm. So then we can, you know, our manifestations which we put towards Allah the Almighty, mm. when we call him, he listens to us, right? Mm. So putting those weaknesses and our, which are steadfastness and be at the will, the power mm. towards doing something. Because it's a constant battle. It's a constant battle. It's yeah. a constant battle. It's if a, you're not doing it yeah. constantly, what if all, all those mood boards which we as someone has um, put up on, on his house saying okay this year I'm going to have this car this house this X amount of mm. money this clothes targets and goals targets. that they want to achieve all those boards all those goals are there but you're just looking at every day while sitting on the sofa mm. how can you achieve them if the will and determination isn't there yeah. You know, these are things we have to you obviously know, you know uh, the holy prophet peace and blessings of Allah be upon him as well he, he has mentioned that that you know, if you if you do your pious pious deed, yes, even a small amount of that pious deed, but done regularly, is much better than, for instance, you do something at a larger scale, but then you forget about it for a long time. Correct. So, for example, the promised Messiah, upon whom be peace, the founder of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, the Imam of the age, he mentioned that. You know, if the 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 pre the the pre dawn dawn prayers, mm-hmm. talking not the. Not the not not the um, not so the not prayers not the prayers that you do as in the it's the voluntary prayers that you do, isn't it? Yes. It's not the compulsory ones. I'm talking about the voluntary ones, the tahajjud prayers. Tahajjud prayers. Yes. Now he's mentioned that even if you pray two rakats a day, right? But you're doing that constantly. That's much better than you saying doing eight rakats on in in one week and then forgetting about it the whole year. Yeah. Yeah. So that good pious deed which you are doing regularly day on a day-to-day basis that's a, that's a good thing and this is why you're talking about you know the goals that you want to achieve everything you know it's on the board it's on the wall and you're looking at it and you're saying oh how am i going to achieve this how am i how am i going to achieve this goal or whatever but if you're not if you're not making that first step then it's going to be difficult yes and th- you know the thing is when we're talking about positive mindsets we're talking about positivity the thing is is that people when people the starting something is so hard you know, and a lot of people are afraid to start something. Yes. You know, but when they when they start something, you know, the, then it's easier to maintain it. Indeed. But it's important not to, not to have. You know, in Urdu we say fake fake Josh. Yes. <laughs> you know this um, Urdu and English mixed together. Urdu and English mixed together. Yeah. <laughs> the f- fake what? enthusiasm. Fake pump. Fake, or fake, fake pump. Or, yeah. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Um, artificial pump or whatever you want to call it. Right. Indeed. So don't when you do something. It's such as you know going to the gym or going for a jog or whatever. Don't just do so much in the first day, your first few days, or first week that you know you get you just get deflated and you you know you get worn out. You get yes. torn out. You say oh, you know what, forget about it now. I'm, I'm I can't be bothered anymore. It's too much for me. So keep that steady progress, and you know you know that steady pace, and then you'll progress um, surely. Um, you know by the by the end of it as well, and, you, and then you will be able to reach your goal. Yes. You know, um, as you mentioned that, um, dude, if you take up um, deeds, but it's the best way is to do it regularly, or yeah. be it small, right? Yeah. This is a a version of ha- having strength in your willpower. This is how you increase it. Hmm. And you know, these are the, um, it's, uh, this is mentioned in Ibn Majah, um, and 
this is um, the strength we uh, human beings need that be it slowly hmm. and steadily and gradually build up on it and you know when you mentioned the gym um, um, in um, um, uh, points there i just remember my gym <laughs> versions also i go and yeah. I cancel i go and cancel right because mm. <laughs> it's it's for me it, for, for me gym right mm. i need someone to talk to right mm. Uh, or play with someone or for example squash yeah i i i like to because it's it's a social it's game it's a social game so yeah. i used to enjoy that or if i'm cycling or riding my bike and or if i'm jogging that's i know that's my personal space my personal bubble and i that's and my goal is to do x amount of run today or mm-hmm. x amount of cycling today be it 6k 7k um kilometers by the way not miles or i'm coming 6 7 kilometers or and I come back again and go to work exactly so this our microphone for me gym is i will always start a gym but it never worked out because hmm. i need someone social but on the other on the other hand i knew that jogging that's my personal space my personal bubble i can do it while i am hmm. no one's looking at me in gym right you also conscious sometimes oh if i'm lifting 2 kg weights there yeah maybe someone will look at me and say oh like, look at this guy <laughs> look at this guy <laughs> yeah. and that other person is lifting 15 or 20 k uh, uh, kilograms right and yeah. like, look at this so it's it's sometimes image uh, intimidating for someone uh, in gym but obviously some all all have the different various of um, willpower mm-hmm. for my my willpower is okay when it's jogging time it's jogging and i switch off everything i don't think about anything and this is how mm. my mental strength has increased also right and i was you know happy in my happy even in my um, what's called when i was struggling during exam periods or before exam started right mm. in my final year my jogging time was half an hour to one hour and that one time, hour jogging time yeah no, because it was it, it was basically i used to run walk run walk mm. but i didn't it wasn't like sprinting wasn't, or anything oh, okay. and then after that i had different variations of speed because you know now as we mentioned first our technology right mm. it's on our wrist i could i can see okay you should tell me okay now pay, change your pace mm. slow down speed up mm. and then he's and these things used to help me and right. the willpower changed the men- mental health at that time because i was able to do jogging switch mm. off everything and that's it and i was it, more yeah. pa- more happier i put exams as exams as stress for period stressful, yeah. and and i lost you know some weight also that time i was really happy <laughs> that's good <laughs> that's always good yes <laughs> so you know it, it's it is you know going back to you know what we were what we were saying as well that it's uh, it's important that we you know that we have this willpower yes it's important that we don't lose hope as well uh, because if we lose hope if we lose um if we lose this positivity if we you know have a negative mindset then we can easily then we can easily fall down correct you know a meditation especially right mm. it's also a way of you know increasing that power for us muslims it's uh, five daily prayers that's mm. our meditation when we go and supplicate in front of allah the almighty yeah. for someone else it might be uh, just sitting on a mat uh, and doing some yoga poses mm. and meditating and increasing uh, the mental strength Yeah. And you know it's, it's some anime lovers have uh, <laughs> you know uh, I've seen uh, there were monks who have actions they do hmm. and that's their me- this is how they um cope with them with with their strengths and um, and build upon them. Yeah. You know it's all about um your mental health 
yeah. the willpower, determination, then you can succeed in whatever uh, what you were planning. And you know, um, His Holiness Khalifa Tumasi II, may be pleased with him, has said this. Uh, one should cultivate the habit of practicing the virtue which one is seeking to acquire mm. and should cultivate the opposite of that which one seeks to discard. So it's all about your um, practices. Or if you want to gain something, do them over and over again. So it's all about steadfastness, as we have mentioned before also. So, mm. you know, all ma- this manifestation um, topic it's all about for Muslims. It's our five daily prayers, you know, and you know the actions we do in in during prayers during the prayers, yeah. There are there are poses of yoga also some um, in in some aspects. So when you do going um, when you're bowing down, you you making a ninety degree angle mm. with, um, um, with your um, back. Mm. Go, um, back when you go legs. down, yeah, and there's a ninety degree angle, and you straighten your I was called your um, backbone. Mm. So. The, some obviously, but sometimes what we do, we, we do the lazy way also, right? Because obviously, <laughs> we have, in the humans are weak, but being realistic, but it's a 90 degree angle which you have to pose. And this is how you uh, gain more strength to your back. And these things and your meditation all, and all that is a way of, you know, we, um, where we isolate ourselves from the world and concentrate on reciting. Uh, what we have memorized also mm. so your uh, your, your, men, your, your mental your mental health is yeah. there you're learning about it again yeah. and all the words which we are saying that oh Allah guide us towards the right path you're the one who, who can help us only you, uh, you're the master of the old world, of, of all the worlds mm. and we think about and this is, this is our manifestation towards Allah the Almighty saying you're the one only who can provide us so please help us five times a day 365 days in the year and you're doing it five times a day obviously you know when for example if, just for an example here yeah uh, if i give you food right let's say um and, uh, you uh, grilled chicken mm. you're eating it five times a day you can have it i think maximum two or three days mm. four days you can't have it for the whole month you can't have it yeah. or for be it, be it for the whole year yeah. but d- praying five times a day towards Allah the Almighty, you know, it, it technically should be, have been like, okay, after three months, you're like, oh, that's it. I've been doing it for five, three, uh, three months mm. and I can't do it anymore. Mm. Right? But it's the steadfastness, the manifestation towards Allah the Almighty that keeps us going. That, yes, Allah is listening, Allah is hearing. Like we, when I mentioned the story of the um, elderly teacher who was doing it for, uh, I don't know how many years. Mm. And then you have companions like, um, yeah. who was a companion of the promised Messiah may peace be upon him yeah. and he was able to tell you there and then right if your prayer has been accepted, accepted or not yeah. and these are the uh, powers which Allah the Almighty then, um, in, 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 in his people uh, his loved ones and obviously his holiness Hazrat Khalifa al-Masih the fifth may Allah strengthen in his hand he is a a living example for all of us mm. that the connection he has with Allah the Almighty is so strong that when I went when I went to him for the first time, I met him, and I was like uh, when I started off uh, my journey, mm. I was like um, um, Hazur. We, 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 that's how we, we address uh, His Holiness, mm. Hazur. I am weak in this subject, that subject. I don't know anything. <laughs> what should I do? And he yeah. told me, okay, um, focus on this subject only. And that was my weakest subject. Mm. And I worked on it day and night. But obviously, um, I didn't get 100 in that subject. But because of that, he, he said to me that if you, part, uh, if you 
focus on this subject, you will pass every single exam. Hmm. That's the connection he had with Allah, Allah the Almighty. And being a first year student, uh, my first, very first um, interaction with him, I was like, okay, but I was confused. But over time, in my third, fourth year, I, I, I saw that, that I was focusing on that subject the most. Hmm. And I used to pass the rest of the exams. I don't know how. Hmm. And it was a manifestation that um, Allah the, uh, towards Allah the Almighty that, hmm. that, that happened right there and then. And I passed every single exam because I was passing that very exam. Once I failed, unfortunately, um, by, I mean, by one or two marks, and I failed another exam. Hmm. But in another year that I passed it and someone said, okay, no, you, um, you, might, you have failed one exam. Hmm. I was in my later years. I was like, how is it possible? Hmm. It can't be. And when the results came through, I was graciously passed by, by His Holiness. Hmm. And he didn't, uh, like, he has so much work to do and, or in his busy schedule. And that's what he said five years before on my very first uh, meeting with him. And five years later in my second semester exams, Right, there's a massive gap for a normal human yeah. being. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a massive gap. You, you, we do tend to forget, right? And what and what happens? He graciously passed me in that exam, and I was speechless. I had even mm-hmm. now I have no words how it happened. But that's the manifestation Allah the Almighty has. Uh, he has with Allah the Almighty that that's the connection we has with Him. Mm. So we are also striving for that connection with Allah the Almighty because he is the one who's providing everything for us you know it's uh, you know obviously you know that's quite inspiring as well you yes. know the story that you have uh, just narrated as well it, you know it, were you mentioning uh, what you were mentioning before as well when it comes to when it comes to all of this how to manifest the the you know the different attributes of God Almighty it's uh, during the prayer you know when we when we stand up and we pray uh, that you know to to you or to thee we worship and to thee we beseech for help to thee we ask or implore for help the promised messiah upon whom be peace the founder of the ahmadiyya muslim community has has written and told us about this that this prayer you know a lot of different companions he told his companions as well that this is what you should be praying day in and day out yes. that iyyaka that thee alone do we worship, and thee alone do we ask for help. And you know, you, there would there would be companions who would just be standing for for you know for for very long, um, so long that you know that other people around them would you know actually look at them and say, you know, how how is this person standing so long in his prayers? Mm-hmm. And then when you when they finish when when you finish his prayers, you know the the the, the person the people who were Watching him, they they asked him, you know, what did you pray for? He said, I only prayed. That's it. Wow. And then they thought, you know, maybe he was reciting a long prayer, but that's all he was reciting over and over again. Uh, that oh Allah, to you, you know, I worship you, and you're the one who's going to give me strength. So you give me strength. Yes. And you give me you you help me. So this is you know this is this is the, the lesson to learn over here is that we you know as you mentioned, Allah the Almighty has mentioned and told us that. We are weak. We yes. have weaknesses. We have, um, you know, we can, you know, easily be influenced by other things. But, you know, if we realize the purpose of our creation, the purpose of our creation is that we, we, we are here to worship God. We're here to recognize God. We're here to, to love Him so much that we want that, that we don't want to do anything that will 
make him dislike us. Correct. Or we don't want to do anything that will make us displeasing for him as well in his eyes. Now, if this is the purpose of our creation, then we should worship him. Yes. Yeah, it's not just about or it's not just about worshiping him or praying to him once or twice and then saying, "Oh God, can you do this for me? Can you help me in this regard?" and then, you know, your prayer doesn't get accepted at that very moment, then you might say, "Oh no, you know what? Forget about this. I'm not going to pray anymore." That's not that's not the way. That that's just giving up, isn't it? That's just giving up on prayer. That's in a way testing God Almighty and he you know he doesn't he doesn't have that the way to do that the way to pray is to pray you know the example that you gave was very very beautiful example as well that the lesson that we can learn from that example is that when we pray we should have the faith that God Almighty can fulfill the prayers in an instant but there's always a trial there's always a trial period there's always you know um, a period to to go through a struggle to go through if everything was easy then what was then what's the point of the world what's the point of a test if you know if you know what the answer is going to be if you know what the if you're going to pass or fail what's mm-hmm. the point of the exam yes so it's 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 all that struggle that you need to go through to actually get uh, the outcome as well and obviously Correct. when you go through a struggle the outcome is even more pleasing than if you if someone gave you the outcome just like that without any effort as well so you know it's that that process that you go through and how you are through that process that, that that makes it worthwhile that makes it into who you are as well and obviously for your character development as well it's uh, it's important uh, for you to build up on your on your abilities as well correct you know one of our senior imams uh, of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community and who has sadly passed away and mm. Allah grant him a high status in the in the heaven mm. he, he said that you know we claim sometimes that we're going to do this we're going to do that mm. we're going to triumph this and this yeah. but it, it cannot be done until you um, rectify your prayers that's why the Prophet has stated is that offer prayers offer the prayers and that is the key to all good fortune mm. so even in the Holy Quran you know um um, observe prayer is we mentioned 47 times you know just for stats mm. 47 times 47 roughly times. Uh, as far as I remember it was 47 times and you know Allah the Almighty is reminding us over and over again that yeah. observe prayer observe prayer observe prayer because this is um, the way we can get we can connect towards Allah the Almighty and obviously yes manifestation can you um, attain the goals and can you make make them come into existence you can but you have to be steadfast and you have to be um, determined and have the willpower for it, be it worldly goals, be it spiritual goals. It can happen, as you mentioned before, it can happen the very next moment, mm. or it can take a very long time. But for us as human beings, we have to be steadfast and determined to reach those goals. Because, you know, even Rome wasn't built in one day. Right, right? yeah. Rome wasn't built in one day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just remember this, uh, say, uh, was, um, saying like, that Rome wasn't even built in one day. So it took a certain time to build that city and we look at look at it now it's one of um, it might be one of the, one of the most beautiful cities um, you can see mm. and you know even when that was um, when we come back to our souls it's, uh, it's the willpower that and, and the determination that can um, help us even um, his the promised Messiah has stated this um, mm. who has um, who has told our friends that um, they have a long life to live nobody knows when the death would approach us, yeah, yeah, right. It is therefore um, expedient that 
whatever the time a man is granted should be utilized in the best possible manner. Yeah. This time would not come back. It is only the stories that will be left behind. Mm. It's the stories that we all mentioning here. Are the stories right? The human uh, the have passed away, but they um, the stories live on. Mm. So to do, uh, to tell a story, you have to reach that certain goal also, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's all about it. all those um, um, stories regarding that um, 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 very old teacher who was praying for a very long time. Mm. It's a story that it brings the certain uh, power within ourselves. Yes, the determination we need to um, fulfill something. So these are uh, things which you know we have to um, put into place to attain those goals. And obviously, the the one thing which is prayer. Absolutely. You know, for Muslims is prayers five five daily prayers and you five have the voluntary prayers. prayers and it's making that connection with Allah the Mighty and you know con- making the connection with Allah the Mighty is not a one moment task mm. it's a daily task mm. it's a daily struggle and mm. mm. um, we all all Muslims struggle every single day to maintain or attain that um, connection with Him. You know, um, sometimes when we go to prayers and being realistic here, we do want to pray for 20 minutes, 30 minutes and prolong our um, such as I've got the English of it. Prostration. Prostration, yes. We want to prolong them. And sometimes what happens is it's, 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 it's a tick box for us. Hmm. And we say, okay, um, Allah Dimati, I only have five minutes for you today. Unfortunately, um, can we do it quickly? Hmm. That, hmm. The mass prayer is a way to communicate to Allah Dimati. Uh, it's a way of communicating to Him. Of course it is. And yeah. we say sometimes, okay, today I have 30 minutes. And some, uh, sometimes you look at the watch, oh, five minutes left and something is starting. So mm. We, mm. it's a sacrifice that we have to make also. It's a sacrifice, it's a sacrifice that we have to make yeah. to attain that love and that pleasure from Allah the Almighty. And then, yes, you goals can come into existence, <laughs> be it the moment, next moment, or be it over, I don't know, over a certain period of time. You know, you know, from this, we can actually understand that when we come back to realize what's the sole purpose of our creation, what's yeah. the sole purpose of us even being here in this world, is to... Worship God, isn't it? We're Allah, we're Allah the Mighty. And you know, people, people. There are you know, there's <coughs> different types of people. There are people who plan their daily routine, right? That they, today I want to do this. Today I want to do that. I need to go there. I need to do that. I need to do all of these different things. And then they, and then whenever the time for prayer comes, and they, the, you know, then they put the prayer in that. But then there are some people who plan the whole day according to the prayer, according to the prayer times. So you know when the prayer time comes, they know that this is the time we have to we have to take some time out, do this, go into the prayer, and then after the prayer we'll continue with our mm-hmm. other things. So people who people who put prayer into the daily routines, they are one type of people. The other type of people are put their whole daily routine into the prayer timings. Yes. So you know it's important that we remember what uh, what our main uh, purpose is in this world you know it, with with prayers right it's so beautifully said that you know for example the early morning prayers right for example fajr yeah and um, it's the uh, dawn prayer we have it's it's a time when you wake when you're waking up getting ready for work or for your sports or whatever activities we have planned for the day you wake up you pray thank allah the almighty for the day and during the you know when zuhr arrives it's just after the zenith and that's, mm. for example, your break time, mm. right? Where you off for lunch and you're a bit more relaxed, and then you're thanking Allah Almighty again. Thank you so much. And then when um, Asr arrives, 
is is your um, is just uh, um, just between you know for example your tea break mm. at that point, and then when Maghrib arrives, it's like your time to go home. Yeah, and when Isha comes, it's like time to sleep. Mm. It's it's so beautifully planned out. Planned out during the day. During the day that mm. you can work out your calendar or your timetable around it. Mm. So prayer is uh, it's it's a necessity for us. It's, it's definitely is indeed. And you know, with the the promised Messiah upon whom be peace has has also mentioned that yeah, there are there are different times during the day where you might get influenced by the worldly things. Mm-hmm. So you know, because you you know, or a Muslim knows that he has to wake up early in the morning, before the sunrise to pray. You know, that night before he's he's going to go to bed on time. Yes. Yeah, he's not going to waste time during the night just to make sure that he can wake up on time. And then during the day, as you mentioned, the, you know, the afternoon prayer when the sun you know, just starts to go down after the zenith, that's yes. the time for the second prayer or the zohar prayer. Then you know, you're you're busy in your work and you're doing your other things as well. But you might get influenced by that by the worldly things. You might get influenced by um by by you know, by by your friends, by by the world or by you know, other interactions as well that you may have. Correct. So at that time, you know, you have you have the other prayer. Then sometime a little bit later on, some you might get influenced by something else. So as you mentioned, the whole these five prayers which you you know which we pray during the day, they're important for for our betterment as well, so that we don't stumble. Yes. So that and also so that we get reminded that this is something that we need to do to keep us on track, to keep us uh, going forward. Because let's face it, right? If you if you just come to the mosque, you know, just once a week, mm-hmm. yeah. That's not going to have the same impact in you if you're coming to the mosque five times a day. Yes. If you're praying five times a day, and you're having that availability to connect to God, to talk to Him, to ask, to ask Him for whatever you want to ask for, to, to you know, to pray for Him, then that will be much more effective than say, oh no, I can't, I can't go to pray today. Yes. I have to wait for a specific day. And then that day I can go, and then I can pray, and then you know, and then if something, if I miss something, then I have to wait another week. It's like you're giving like appointment that. to Allah the Almighty. <laughs> I'm available this day. I'm available this day at this time. You know, it's a, God Almighty is available all the time. All time. That's why Allah the Almighty has stated this in the Holy Quran that pray unto me, mm. and I will answer your prayers. I will answer your prayers exactly. You know, he is available to us every single day, twenty four hours, twenty four seven. Yeah, to be twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, and mm. three hundred sixty five days. So Allah the Almighty is there for us. He's listening. He in He's um, um, all seeing, all hearing. So for us, uh, what we have to do is, you know, as the narration you mentioned before was that we have to take the first initial step. Even when you know, I I spoke to youngsters also mm. regarding this, right? Um, how do we attain our goals? Mm. And they said, oh. Yeah. Um, for example, for exams, they were like, okay, um, I practice. I do this. I do that. And I was like, okay, that's all well and good. Mm. And what 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 else? It's like, oh, I uh, I practice ten um was called this um minutes um every day. I I go and do open the book, read this, and and was called get my mm. exams ready yeah. or the notes ready for my exams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I thought, okay, well and good. But what what else? Because they would then a young a young guy said, okay, and we pray also a little bit. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's the, the real key. thing. That's yeah. the key. Exactly. We can exactly. what what we can do is we can tie the camel, right? But then leave it to Allah the Almighty. But mm. for that we have to um, pray towards him also. Mm. So to uh, unlock unlock that gateway also. So you're covering from every single aspect and 
it has and and there are many examples out there mm. be in the, in today's society and sometimes we don't even know that allah the almighty helped us in this uh, um, difficult time mm. yeah like, oh yeah th- th- for example um this happened so this luckily came into place so we, we put it upon pure luck mm. oh yeah this happened luckily this was luckily also there happened, luckily yeah. it was there but it wasn't like it was Allah the Almighty putting those things into place for mm, you that for you, yeah. that you were able to attain those. So the, the, this is the manifestation for us. That's Muslims the manifestation. That, that's the manifestation. Then yes, you can attain the goals, no. but you have to put in the work. The you have effort. to put in the work. It's all about effort, Shajil. It's, it's all about it's all about the effort. Correct. It's all about the effort. You know, to our listeners also, I know we're reaching to the end of the show, but um, if you have any um, experience or anything to say, how you attained your goals, how do you manifest? Do you manifest towards the universe, or you manifest it towards Allah the Almighty? Yes, we are. That's all. You have a mood board. You can tell us on 0208-687-878 or you can um, give us a, a shout on, on Voice of Islam UK to be it on Twitter or be it on Instagram mm. and we'd be happy to answer those questions and we want to l- see what our listeners um, do for manifesting their goals or how they attain them. So it's always great you know, to um, connect back to them and see how they have manifested to um, to um to attaining their goals mm. for us muslims is we manifest towards allah the mighty that we pray to him and then he uh, and he provides it to us so it's always great to know what our listeners uh, do and how to do it and how they do it <laughs> you know obviously as uh, you know as as ahmadi muslims as well we always look at we always look at the example the noble example and the character of the holy prophet muhammad peace and blessings yes. of allah be upon him he was the founder of islam of course now we when we when we look to him for guidance when we look at his example when we when we look at his sunnah his traditions and his sayings as well then we actually get inspired and that's where the true inspiration actually comes from as well and also when we when we look at when we look towards him we find that one of his wives has aisha may allah be pleased with her when when someone asked about how the holy prophet peace and blessings of allah upon him was his character when, mm-hmm. when you know when they asked her that can you describe his, his his you know the way he was she gave a very beautiful answer what she said that he was a manifestation of the holy quran so everything which is mentioned in the holy quran he was an embodiment of that he he practiced the holy quran and what is the holy quran that is the word and command of god of god almighty correct so you know whatever god almighty wanted <laughs> the wanted his his people to do his servants to do his loyal servants to do the holy prophet peace and blessings of allah be upon him was the prime example of that one as well he was a paragon of virtue and the way he you know the way he dealt with his wives the way the you know the justice that he that he portrayed the way that he treated his family members the way that he treated the muslims the way that he treated the other uh, people of you know different religions of no religions as well the way he treated even his enemies yes the way that he, even the way that he treated plants and animals and trees and harvests and everything even buildings as well he the way that he treated that or the teachings that he gave about that whether 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 it is wartime or whether it is a different time as or well, time of peace yes at every single time he was a manifestation of the holy quran and God Almighty, He manifested Himself so many different times, um, you know, to the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. But obviously, we see that 
his manifestation or talking about God Almighty's manifestation is not just limited to that period of time. A lot of people think, and some Muslims think as well, that you know God Almighty used to speak, he used to listen to your prayers and he used to answer the prayers as well. But now he doesn't he just listens and he doesn't speak. That's completely false. That's completely wrong. The promised Messiah upon whom be peace, the founder of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, has been the Ghulam Ahmad of Qadian, uh, upon whom be peace, he has mentioned that God Almighty still speaks, he still listens to your prayers, and he still speaks, he still answers your prayers. Mm-hmm. And you know the verse that you mentioned before as well, that Allah the Almighty says that call upon me and I will answer your prayer. Correct. Right? So we can also experience that manifestation of God Almighty as well. And the way we can do that is by the different attributes of God. We say God is a Rahman. We say that He is most gracious, that He gives without us even asking, right? Yes. Nobody asks for, for this air that we're breathing. Nobody asks for the sun, the moon. Nobody even asks for our parents, but we still have that. I mean, you know, most people have their parents, but uh, no one asks for, for the sunlight. Nobody asks for the for you know for for the nighttime nobody asks for the rain nobody asks for all of these different things correct but that's the manifestation isn't it no and then he is a rahim that he is the, you know he he's the most merciful that if you pray towards him if you strive towards him he will answer your prayers as well all of the different attributes which i mentioned we can we can experience that manifestation as well only if we become his loyal servants and when we do that how can we do that? We can do that by following the example, the noble example of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. That's the way to to do that as well. And in, in this day and age, we have we have the institution of uh, of caliphate of yes. khilafat. Uh, you know who we, the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, said that prophesied that this was going to happen as well. So if we stay loyal and attached to this one, then of course we can also. Uh, reap the benefits and uh, experience that manifestation of uh, of God Almighty as well, and that's what that's the ultimate goal, isn't it? That's correct. Even the sorry, my soul Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, as they said this Qur'an that mm, that the mm. comfort of my eye is in the prayers. In you the know, prayer. it is also the theme for the, the theme M for, year, this, yeah. for the for the youth of the MD Muslim Association for this year. Yeah. So we are all learning and understanding what prayer is in in this year's theme for the youth. And you know, and we have youngsters asking questions regarding this also, and it's mm. it's fascinating mm. how they're interested in learning and understanding how they can connect and supplicate towards Allah the Almighty. It's it's it's, it's a struggle. Mm. It's a day and night battle that we have to strive and be steadfast on, that to attain a goal, um, which is kind of having a connection with Allah the Almighty. Mm. It's not a one day's job. It's a job which requires you purest attention and the love and affection we have for them obviously and these are the things um, for our listeners also I would like to say that before we break up for today mm. and leave you I want to leave you with this that yes the comfort of my the Holy Prophet said this the comfort of my eyes in prayers so mm. it's all about your prayers how you form a relationship with Allah the Almighty and I hope and pray that we as human beings can form that relationship with Allah the Almighty and obviously and we are, as we are reaching the end of the show and Shajili if you have anything else to add on to this yeah I think let's uh, let's listen to an audio clip of His Holiness uh, speaking a little bit more about this as well how to overcome worries regarding our future and life choices I'm afraid 
that my decision will end up badly. Jazakallah. This is why Allah Ta'ala says that whenever we are going to start anything, we should seek Allah's help. Pray to Allah Ta'ala that Allah Ta'ala makes it easy for us. And seek Allah Ta'ala's help and His guidance. If it is good for you, then Allah Ta'ala make it easy for you. And make it comfortable for you. And satisfy your heart in this regard. So if you feel satisfaction in your heart and you are praying to Allah Ta'ala, then Allah Ta'ala will help you. And it will not end up as a bad result. But also must remember that we should always pray to Allah Ta'ala in every respect. That whatever we are doing, Allah Ta'ala always help us. We sought Allah Ta'ala's help when we started it. And we should seek Allah Ta'ala's help even while we are doing it. And till the end of our life, we should seek Allah's help and guidance. So then Allah Ta'ala will help us. And when Allah Ta'ala helps us, then the end of that thing is never bad, right? Thank you. Zakallah, thank you so much for listening. Until next time, Assalamu Alaikum wa Rahmatullahi wa Barakatuhu.